0: Welcome to the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Drive fast and try not to crash. Welcome to the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special guest, who hopefully will be joining us this time. It's Jonathan Sutherland. And tonight we celebrate the passing of the Vauxhall Mokka, quite simply the worst car on sale in Britain, is now dead and it's absolutely brilliant this car can no longer be sold how many times have i been stuck behind one when it's slithered out of a junction on an a-road and held you up oh my goodness me it's like the old Volvo drivers so later on in the program in fact as soon as Jonathan joins us we'll be talking all about how bad that car was and lots of other topics too on our motoring special with the car sim and race driver show hello 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 hey i can hear
1: you hey fantastic and that's on chrome is it
0: yeah that's on chrome so that's what oh, i
1: need good stuff i haven't changed the headphones at all i've just kept them on so uh, obviously that's fixed
0: it yeah i've got the cheery music on it's so well. cheesy
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, premium grade cheese
0: yeah <laughs> we got five likes by the way in another show so i don't know how that works on the last one yeah yeah so i don't know what happened there but i must have been enjoying ourselves yeah i know i'm completely insane (laughs) so there (laughs) you are welcome to all our listeners at the moment it's telling us there's a few of us there listening so welcome to the car sim and race driver show We've got the groovy music on because we're in celebration mode today because we got some of the best news you could get as a motoring enthusiast.
1: It's a happy day!
0: Exactly. One of the worst cars on sale in Britain is dead. That's right, (laughs) they're not making it anymore. The Vauxhall Mocha X is dead. I was going to say, (laughs) Lord... It's gone. What's its replacement? My goodness, you don't want to know. But uh, certainly, there's I suppose there's the Crossland and then there's the Grandland X, which are far, far superior cars. But from the moment the Mokka was launched, it was awful.
1: <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was. It was uh, really launched for the third world market, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. A real hit over in uh, sort of Indonesia and Malaysia, and uh, where it's probably sold for about £6,000. But uh, Vauxhall cynically ripped off the Chevrolet badge. Um, and then stuck their griffin on it and sold them on PCPs to any kind of person that just wasn't interested in motoring at all. And they (laughs) bought them by their tens of thousands, over 200,000 built. And uh, it's just the UK market alone. Absolutely extraordinary. But it's gone. It's over. It's over. And uh, rejoice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there were lots of things that were bad about that car. I mean, the steering was so heavy and unresponsive it felt like a bus. Oh. The, the, it was quite a narrow car, so the ride quality was horrendous. It really kind of, in, any bump you felt, and it kind of bounced around, almost like your Suzuki Jimny. It was that oh, kind of feel. Oh,
1: no, don't <laughs> align the chimney. It, the chimney was a far, far superior car to the Moga.
0: And then we had, I mean, what else was wrong? Um, it, its economy was terrible. Even with the turbo diesel engine, it was
1: shocking. Um, yeah, I mean, we used it It only got a decent engine in the last sort of six months it was produced and uh, and then that couldn't handle it because this horrible little short wheelbase made it really pitchy under braking. It was kind of squidgy, but it didn't handle right, too. So normally you either have a stiff uh, suspension, then good handling or a a soft suspension, bad handling. It had neither. It managed to get the sweet spot where nothing was right. Um, yeah. So it's just just great that it's gone, and over a year until the new Mocha is launched. Apparently, so uh, we have a year of grace without that awful machine on the market, and I am so happy.
0: Now I wonder what that's going to be based on. I think that will be the new, maybe the same platform as the two thousand and eight from Peugeot. I reckon it'll be something like that, maybe, um, or some be. yeah something in the middle of, the, of that. Um, but thing was it wasn't even cheap. I mean, in, in in other countries it was, but it was uh, the, the most expensive version was twenty seven thousand oh, pounds. That's absolutely
1: ridiculous. I mean, yeah. who who would have that? Who would buy it? But then they did. They were on yeah. ACPs and People just were no interest in motoring it. You know, just I'd always bought a Vauxhall. Had that kind of or you as you say, this the Vauxhall mentality. If you've got the Vauxhall mentality, then uh, you can't see past the Griffin.
0: <laughs> oh, it was bad. I mean, it was, it made going into a Vauxhall dealership depressing. I mean, it was already pretty, pretty bad anyway, but I mean, that, that, that was, it was, it was awful. And you got some it really is. dull colors and, and plain trims as well. And they were, they were quite popular. And, um, but remarkably, it held its value. You know, they're still 12, 13 grand for something that's nearly new or not that old. Um and people still line up to buy them, which is really the scariest part. Cause really, if you've only driven that, you're probably going to think it's quite good, but every other car in its class is better, and even as woeful as the as the Ford's um, EcoSport, um, which is which is almost um, you know on par with it in terms of lack of ability um, and just being outright awful uh, in every sense. Because um, you, I think you've driven an EcoSport. I
1: have driven really an EcoSport. Yes, in fact, I drove one at the company car and action event in uh, June, and. Actually, it wasn't that bad to drive. I remember the very first ones were pretty terrible. And yeah. uh, the, the Ford engineers refused to have anything to do with it. Um, <laughs> and, and they, they said, don't put our name on this at all. It was built in India for the Indian market. Uh, obviously, very different roads are here in the UK. And, um, uh, but then it was built to a price in India. You know, they, Obviously, it's a, a developing country. There's not so much money around over there. Um, but they brought it over to the UK, cynically charged £25,000 for them. The top end one. And, uh, you know, it was it, it, it was pretty, pretty awful. But uh, the later ones drive much, much better. And the, the Mocha never, ever did. I was just thinking, yeah. uh, we're in a general election campaign here in the UK at the moment. I think a winning strategy for car motors would be any new government should offer a scrapping scheme to take off Mocha Xs <laughs> off the road and uh, get, get rid of all of them by perhaps the end of 2021. That's a, a vote winning strategy for my <laughs> car, sim and race driver manifesto
0: yeah <laughs> it was something else i mean it was just i remember having to drive on on the, on the care runs that i did and it was just a horrible car you know everyone else you're you get a fiat panda right four by four that was you were hoping to there. get a fiat you're panda it was. The, the panda was the car that you tended to want more than the Vauxhall mocha and um, but when you got that you think oh no i'm gonna have this and it wasn't even that comfortable the driving position wasn't phenomenal i mean i said the only thing that was good about it was the visibility and you could actually see out of it quite well but really everything else um you were kind of it was really embarrassing to drive the thing because you just think the
1: visibility at the back wasn't that great was it well, yes
0: i suppose out like the front it was all right but at the back it wasn't it was i mean it had like parking sensors and everything else you know it was that kind of thing to keep it going in a, a, a sat nav and things like that but the, you know the gears were heavy as well it really was i mean obviously hadn't designed it um, for the kind of normal European market, um, and it really, it really struggled. Um, but no, I am so pleased that that car is now dead. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's it was horrible. Well, there is a few left
1: in stock queue. So if you want to get your last chance to to own a mocha X, you probably get one on a '69 plate here in the UK, and uh, you might get a, a kind of uh, finale, grand finale edition like the, uh, <laughs> that's the X X19, that's, uh, Bartone. the the Bartone V6. Um, yeah, you can maybe get the finale edition. I mean, it's pretty called the celebration or something. But uh yeah, it's uh, it's not sad to see the back of that one. That's for
0: sure. Yeah. No, it was quite a thing. I mean, we we should talk about some of the the the, the cars that we found that are quite good. I mean, for all our listeners here, let us know. You can if you're listening live here on the Podbean, you can put in your messages, send us a message, give give us a comment, tell us what your cars were like. You know, maybe the worst car in the world for you, what do you think is the most terrible car. We know we have quite a lot of listeners who come in from the States. Now, you've got a, a great selection of terrible cars, so I'm quite sure there must be a few cars that you would love to take off the market if you had the chance. Um, I remember driving a, a Chrysler PT Cruiser, um, and that was pretty bad. There was also, remember, there was a Toyota that they made that looked quite like the PT Cruiser, and I think they still make it today. Um, it's a kind of it, it has that kind of retro style to it. Um, oh, but,
1: but that's quite that, that that
0: that's quite cool though that one. Do you know what I think? Is it the FJ? It might or be. It's, it's a Toyota. Toyota, Toyota FJ. I it's think not that's quite cool. It's not the off-roader. It's a kind of squarish one, but it has kind of similarities to the old PT Cruiser. Um, oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Toyota. Um, it was pretty terrible because I know the one you mean about the kind of jeep that looks like a a Hummer. No, oh, it's not that. Not. That it's one. not that one. No, it's not that one. That's a, that's a good one. This is this is like the Grand Tour. It's not that one, you know, that one. You've got this, you know. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, Absolutely, no, um, no. I can't quite remember what that one is actually. It's not that Sion brand, is it? The Scion brand that they have, which is meant to be for oh, younger people. Be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really... Yes,
0: yes. I think that might be right. Actually, you might and be on something.
1: Of, it's like like a box, a bit like the Nissan Cube or something like that. And just uh, yes, it's kind of carbon.
0: similar to that, but with a bit of curves here and it kind of trying to get the retro kind of look to it like an old hot rod, an American hot rod, but with none of the style or any of the substance. Um, it, was, it was really horrible. And, and the Toyota one is, is very similar. Um, but uh, then you had things like the Dodge. What were, was it the Charger? Or that, is that the Coupe? There was the Saloon. Was it the Dodge Challenger? That was the Saloon version. Remember, they sold it in Britain for a while. Oh, um, that was the, the, the Avenger. Oh, the Avenger! That's
1: right, the oh, Avenger. I, I I saw one of those the other day. It looked absolutely appalling. It was come to bits. I mean, it just, yeah. I was amazed it was still running. Actually, I've just found the Scion website. It's now branded as Scion by Toyota, and the car they got on the front. Oh, if you've got a if you've got a browser up, here, just just put in a Scion by Toyota, and the thing that comes up is just horrendous. They've got their version: the Scion Yaris, the Scion Corolla and the Scion 86, which is the GT86, and it just made made everything even worse. It's just, <laughs> just, uh, it, it, oh, dear, 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 dear.
0: And yeah, they're trying to appeal to a younger market. So you think they would do something more exciting or make it cheaper or, or do something not, I mean, they can make it look cheap, but they, you know, rather than actually make a good car cheaper. Um, but uh, yeah, you think, what are they up to? I mean, Toyota makes some, well, they make some quite good cars, you know, in their top end and their, some of the Lexus cars and things like that are quite good. And um, the Toyota uh, GT86 is excellent. So you kind of wonder what happened when they made that. And it's, it's amazing, though, that those cars actually sell. Yeah. I don't,
1: I don't, I don't understand really who who's buying them. But then I suppose, uh, not living in the US, I don't really understand the U- the US market like I understand the UK market. Um, I mean, over here, Toyotas are just driven by Uber drivers, aren't they? Really? I mean, that, that that's about it. They all have the, the 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 Prius and the Auris. I mean, they're generally taxis. But yeah. these these things are very much aimed at uh, young people, as you said. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I did actually a very funny movie now. It is car related, so it, it's called Stuber. Um, which is it's uh, based on this guy who's an uber driver and he's called stew so his nickname is stuber um, and it's very very funny and in it they have a nissan leaf um, which is of course an electric car and he's very worried because it gets more and more damage as he goes through the movie and he keeps saying it's a lease car i'll never be able to get it fixed." <laughs> <laughs> it like, it's well worth watching if you've not seen it you need to go and see stuber it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's a, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the people in it. Um, it will come back to me. Dave, Dave Bastista, I think it is, Batista, um, and a few others. It, it, and the lady from Jumanji is in it as well. Um, so, no, it was, it's very, very funny. Um, but it's, it's funny, the cars have totally changed. I mean, now you've got these electric cars in the most part that don't look that great. Now, perhaps the new Nissan Leaf is slightly better. Um, it, it, I think it looks a bit more modern certainly than the old one. Um, the new Toyota, they've got the Corolla, of course, isn't it? Um, but the yeah. Prius. Well, and that the looks Ply- right,
1: yeah.
0: Do you think the new Price looks good? Uh, the, 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 Corolla, and the Corolla. Oh, yeah, the Corolla, the, Corolla, the Corolla looks quite sharp, but it's really yeah. expensive in Britain. Minimum, like, 22, 23 grand That's for, like, the most basic car. Money. its money. It's I mean, you really... Can think- Nearly new stuff, you know. You you can get for
1: that is just, yeah. You know, it's a list of cars as long as your arm that you can have, which are far far better. And well, with the, so many cars having long warranties, you can buy a yeah. a year and eighteen months old now, and you can still have you know two or three years of manufacturer's warranty on it. I don't know why yeah. you buy it. At all I mean, but I really don't.
0: I know that in America now they're selling Fiat now for me. They've been doing that for quite some time, but. Um, you, you know for the price of a corolla and a very basic corolla which is probably about the same in in america they're probably about $25,000 i would have thought or maybe a wee bit more actually um you can get um a, a brand new Alfa Romeo Giulietta and the, quite a high up version as well you know you could get like a top end veloce um you know 170 horsepower 2 liter uh, i think it's a 1.7 as uh, turbo engine in that um with about 250 horsepower I mean, it's it's an amazing car. You know, it's much more fun. It's got the semi-automatic gearbox, and you can get it for about twenty-one thousand pounds brand new in the UK, um, which yeah. is cheaper than the most than the cheapest Toyota Corolla. Um, you know, <laughs> it's like what the difference is incredible. You, you know, you get these incredible Alfa Romeo seats, the full leather kind of Recaro-style seats on them. Um, you know, bucket seats basically. So you have got no room in the back. Um, but it's now for a meal, so you can forgive it. So it's, uh,
1: <laughs> but it's yeah a- <laughs> that, you know, That's maybe why people don't buy them. Yeah. now i yeah. just looking at the. Uh, I'm on Toyota US website now. The Corolla hatchback starts at £20,290. So that's. Uh, yeah, I, I, it seems quite a lot, actually, because it'd be attaches on top of that, I'd imagine.
0: So, so it's I did 20000 uh, or did he say 25? 20,
1: tw- 20 000 pounds £20,000, basically. That's the most basic in, the uh, in the and UK, the house, or is that, that the US? That's in the US, yeah.
0: that's So that would be $20,000 then? Because $20, that's 000, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah That's 30, a lot cheaper 000. than in the UK.
1: That's a lot yeah, cheaper. Yeah, but there's no taxes on that, because the US prices never have taxes on.
0: So there's probably um, a couple of, gra-
1: couple of grand to go on that, isn't it? There? Yeah, there's definitely <coughs> a couple of grand to go on top, yeah. And I'll look at the Alfa Romeo
0: USA.
1: Well, I'm not entirely
0: sure if we can get the Giulietta over there. I know that in Britain you can definitely get it, and it's great let's
1: say uh, the julietta yeah i'm not sure they do the julietta over there actually i think you might be want a zip code let's make one up 4002 <laughs> real zip code it does exist that was a good guess excellent the julietta oh, you can get over it starts at thirty-eight thousand. the julia over there so it's kind of twice as much as you <laughs>
0: All <right>. oh, well. <laughs> to, to, to be yeah. fair <laughs> but to be fair i mean that must be the top end model man, because i can't be. see it that maybe the, they the, just do it. the lunches the but uh, diesels, And I uh, reckon maybe. there'll be there'll be a lot of discount on that. I can't see that selling at that money. No. I can't. Um, maybe the I mean I would have thought that'd be kind of Julia money to be fair. But um you no, know that, that, that
1: is the that is Julia.
0: That is the Giulia. Ah, I was thinking about the Giulietta. Ah. that's not on that's not
1: on sale over there. So you've uh, got the Julia starting at that and also the is starting at just a couple of thousand dollars more.
0: All right, forty thousand dollars, that's not too bad actually. Um, for that yeah it would be interesting to see how many how, if they sell well over there because they need alpha needs a good strong lineup to, to kind of help it get going over there. So to our listeners, give us a comments. tell us what is the worst car or the car that you would like to see taken off the market as soon as you could and whether it's from the US or anywhere in the world, wherever you're listening from. let us <clears throat> let us know what you think is the worst car on sale in your home country. There's certainly plenty about. I remember being in Spain, um, not so long ago. And, of course, they've got the Dacia It's a kind of private minicab. You know, it's like a seven-seater. Now, what do they call it? It's the all a the port. The that's what it is. Yeah, the Lodgy. The lodge, even for a Dacia, is really <laughs> appallingly ugly. Um, when it comes to when it comes to looks, it's scary. Ah, uh,
1: come on. You love Dacias, really, don't you?
0: That's your favourite car. Even that one, I was thought, no, I can see why they didn't bring that to Britain. Yeah, that's it's something done. with sell. She's no look-up, put it that <laughs> way. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. As long as if there's ugly sisters, it's just plain ugly. You know, it's <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, but they're very popular, of course, as private minicabs because they're obviously they pennies to run. Um, exactly. And uh, I, I don't know if they base based on a Renault. Is it one of the small Renault vans? Maybe the um. What's yeah, the I don't know. I
1: think it's probably based on a Renault Clio platform. They seem to uh, stretch the uh, Clio platform beyond belief. At uh, at uh, Dacia yeah,
0: don't they? They, uh, they? I honestly think it is based on Renault clear, I generally think it is. Aye, aye. I know that's kind of the thing because you, you kind of wonder um, as to what's been, you know, well they were actually they were they were driving a Dacia today on one of the tests on fifth gear and it was quite funny because um, they had a Stepway which is maybe not the best car and they, they said it was a petrol but clearly it was a diesel because you heard it start up and uh, and they, they they had a test of best cars under £10,000 um, and so they had a whole range of cars, and 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 they they didn't like the stepway at all, um, which I kind of think is a bit cruel because actually considering they were driving things like Toyota Igos, and um, they also had a Volkswagen Up, which they quite liked, um, but they really liked the Igo, and I'm quite surprised at that really? because I thought mm, no no no, fifth gear was that? Yeah, it was on YouTube. There's a five minute okay. clip, but they were filming it from Millbrook. so they were actually at Millbrook okay. with all the kind of cars under ten grand. They had a Fiat Panda. They had a Volkswagen up. They had a a um, tour to Igo. Um, what was the other one they had? Oh, uh, a Kia. Um, the Kia Picanto, which they liked. Um, then they had the MG three, and they did say that the MG was the, the most fun to drive because um, it was it, it felt like a proper car. It felt like a much bigger, better car overall. Yeah. Um, but the that silly man on then saying oh, it wasn't very good on fuel. But then that's how you drive it though, because actually I find when I had, when I had one. It was actually quite good on fuel. I was getting fifty out of it, no problem, because um, you didn't really need to push it to get the performance. So it was quite reasonable. But um, so no, I was, I was quite impressed. with that. I think it, I think the front of the MG three looks really good. <coughs> you know, it looks quite sporty. It looks. Um, is that the one that looks like a Mazda, or is that the SUV one? That's the SUV one, but the front they might, they, they have improved the front grille and looks quite quite a bit. So it is quite decent. They
1: don't though.
0: You just don't see them. I mean, they they're just not out there. I think they sell quite well locally, and I think there's quite a lot of business deals that they do, like with, with things like motor point <laughs> and car supermarkets. I think they pre-register <laughs> quite a lot of those. But I think they are selling, to be fair, to young drivers because they are so cheap. And I think they're doing like free insurance and stuff like that with them. Um, yeah, so, they've you know, got, a, they've got to do that, I suppose.
1: But, uh, I mean, it's <laughs> down to how much money they can put behind the PCPs. And this is where yeah. the big manufacturers is winning because they've got these huge banks attached to the manufacturers. So oh, uh, right. they can do the, the the cheapest PCPs, and I noticed I just got something up on my Instagram uh, that Morgan and I are doing their own PCP package. <laughs>
0: <What> <laughs> was like, eight Morgan? grand a month?
1: Eight I grand a month at, or something? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't look at what it was, but uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of end state capitalism when Morgan are doing PCPs. It's yeah, uh, you know, it's extraordinary.
0: It really, is? Uh, I know it is. It is quite a thing. But um, now you can perhaps tell our listeners of of the kind of cars that you've been looking at. Um, and potentially ready to purchase i've ordered in fact i have uh
1: ordered a uh, tesla cyber truck
0: <laughs> my goodness
1: i i can't wait it's uh I, I i just saw it and i just thought that is phenomenal it's uh it's a full-size truck so it's uh, a lot bigger than the ford range that i've already got it's only a meter longer and half a meter wider so it, it's absolutely massive. It, its footprint is just a little bit smaller than a, uh, a bus, actually. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you can get to one with one, two or three motors. So the, the tri-motor version, uh, the two-motor two and the three-motor versions, they're all four-wheel drive. Um, so I opted for the, the dual motor rather than the tri-motor. There's no pricing out yet, so I don't quite know how much it's going to cost, but uh, the deposit is fully refundable. So uh, it turns out to be far too expensive. I can always get my, uh, my money back, but I've um, opted for the dual motor one because that's coming out in 2021 and, uh, available, should be available in early 2022, which will be roughly when I want to change my Ford Ranger. So, uh, it's just nothing quite like it. You've got that, that, that led bar across the front. uh, Yeah. The sheer size of it. Um, it's just, it's brushed stainless steel. You know, it's, uh,
0: yeah, it looks amazing. I saw yeah. the I saw the video that they did on YouTube. I watched that after you gave me the picture of it, um, yeah. and uh, and it, it does look. I mean, it's it's bullet, yeah, bulletproof windows. It can take a huge hammer to the um, the side of it, and it hardly dents the thing. Um, so no, it's it's going to be it'll be great for your for your kind of Russian um, underground car park type thing. Yeah, you I know, it, I,
1: <laughs> I, it would be the coolest thing in Edinburgh. There's no doubt about it. It'd be absolutely amazing. And you know, I, I, as you know, we're probably heading towards a societal collapse in the next uh, five years as all the uh, welfare programs collapse, so uh, when that happens <laughs> to get out of uh, my uh, my garage here, I need to drive to uh, to my safe house I, <laughs> I, I need I need to get through the city so uh, I need my cyber truck and uh, of course I can I can get solar panels to recharge it I can get wind turbines to recharge the batteries, so even if the Russians cut off the oil or uh, Antifa if, if a carbon, carbon runs or, out
0: of money then exactly, that's it. when,
1: when um, Antifa and Extinction Rebellion sort of set fire to all the fuel depots I can still run my Cybertruck with my bulletproof glass and my <laughs> air-conditioned interior and its uh, I've ordered the full self-drive model so it's completely hands-free driving wow. um, as well so it would just drive me to my safe house uh, from the city <laughs> It's a kind of dystopian future but uh, that's where uh, I reckon we're going so the Cybertruck's the way to go It's really cool Q, you, you're going to love it <laughs> the, the, flat, the, flat, the flatbed, it's kind of, it's got a, a sliding roof for the flatbed, which disappears into the roof of the cyber truck. So you electrically, you put this uh, titanium roof down over your flatbed, which secures it. So when you're heading to your safe house out of the city front, Antifa, you've got all your supplies safely in the back of it. And uh, again, the, 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 the back, the, the, the thing that drops down at the back, that then turns into a ramp. So you can get your scrambler bikes into the back very easily. Uh, once you've uh, once you've got to the end of that track and you need to escape uh, by scrambler motorbike, so it's it's going to be good. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, it's quite it's quite a thing, isn't it? That um, I mean, it, it does. It looks like something out of a spaceship or you know, something out of, a, out of a science fiction movie. But it's actually there and, and not, not far off production, um, which should be it'll be amazing to see it. And I wonder how it drives. If it's actually going to drive quite well, um, or if it's going to feel like a tank when you drive it. Um, this new Tesla, incredible the Tesla pickup. Um, do they have any ideas of how it actually drives? Well, I, I
1: haven't, re- haven't read those. The performance that Tesla are giving for the dual motor that I've ordered is uh, 0.60 in about four seconds. Wow. Um, Which is obviously as fast as a BMW M4 uh, in in probably a truck that weighs three tons. Uh, If you go for the tri-motor version, uh, I'm guessing they're putting a a full Tesla motor on each rear wheel. I I guess that's what they're doing. Then a one Tesla motor on the front pair of wheels. Uh, That is doing zero to 60 in just over two seconds. So that's as fast as an F1 car. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> but I, I do, I do wonder if it's if it's real or if it's just a, a massive sort of joke by Elon Musk, because it looks completely extraordinary. Um, the, the, the briefing when they threw a metal ball at the window, the the window smashed. Yeah, it smashed, oh, didn't
0: it? I saw that. Yeah, but to be
1: fair, it was a steel, solid steel ball, and it yeah. didn't go through the. It didn't go through the window. It just so it did. It it stopped. Um, so as you know when you shoot as you know (laughs) maybe you don't when you shoot bulletproof bulletproof windows the window breaks it's how it it, it absorbs the bullets is by breaking but it won't it won't give you know the window stays in place and can deflect bullets so you know if you're taking a couple of rounds from Antifa heading out of the city then uh, you should be able to push on through
0: (laughs) oh it is quite something it is quite something but, um, well, it is, we've, we've celebrated the passing of the Vauxhall Mocha. We've seen the future in the Tesla pickup. And you've got to think, what is coming next? We've got the new, well, I'm trying to think, what is out there? We've got the new Peugeot 208 coming quite soon. In fact, it should be coming early next year. Um, deliveries to the UK. That looks like a really nice car. Um, with a, it's all electric power as well. We've got an electric version as well as the petrol power. Um, it's supposed to be quite good. Of course, we have a new Vauxhall Corsa, um, which has kind of not really been announced that much. Now, normally, when it was a, a, you know, a new Corsa, everyone knew about it. But this one has kind of arrived without any major publicity. I've, I don't know. Have you seen the car? I, I have seen I, pictures I, of it.
1: I've seen the picture. Like, like you, it's uh, just launched with absolutely zero fanfare. But it's based on the Peugeot, isn't it? It's, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's on a, the, it's basically the same vehicle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's
0: got the pictures of the Toyota. It does look pretty good, actually, I have to say. Yeah, um, that'll be a great car for Europe. I think that'll do really well um because um, you kind of wonder because there'll be probably quite a few people listening who are thinking you know is electric just some kind of um you know fly by night type thing or you know is it just a a, a pass you know a flat what they call it um you know a, 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 something that will last a wee while and then that'll be yeah fl- flash in the pan
1: yeah, yeah flash
0: in the pan or will it actually last um because people as well are talking about hydrogen and that how that the the, the the technology and that is getting a lot better. Um you really have to wonder and I'm still wondering whether or not I mean they keep telling us, oh you know, electric cars, the the, the take up rate is getting better, but you know, a ten percent uptake on electric cars compared to what they were last year is only about three hundred more than what they've done. You know, it's not yeah <laughs> the numbers are still tiny um, compared to what they really have to be to have any kind of serious threat on the market. So what do you think? Do you think the, the electric cars are going to grasp more of the market or do you think hydrogen or something else might come along?
1: I, I think it probably will be uh, electric, but th- we've, we've, there's no, um, the government are not pushing really production. You need to go nuclear. If you want to yeah. go clean, then you need more nuclear power to push the electric cars. Because if everyone bought an electric car tomorrow, then all the lights would go out. I mean, it's as, it's as simple as that. Um, although what they are doing is they are getting if you plug your electric car into your sort of garage at at, at home then the car actually stores charge and i actually got a friend at work that's done this he's got two electric cars and he's got all his own solar arrays to charge them up and the house he's got a tesla power wall but also his cars um, power his house heating at night so they they put heat back uh, electric back into the house to to run his heating at night Wow. And uh, what he can do is he can set the uh, it's like quite a quite a complicated computer system which decides how much of the electric car's charge he'll put back into the house overnight. So what you don't want to do is come to work in the morning and find your car's <laughs> flat. It? So, but, <laughs> but your house, you, you yeah, house is <laughs> normal. So you, what what you do is you, you set sort of seventy five percent. will be as low as you want to go on your car's battery. Or if yes. you know you're not using the car the next day or you just got a short journey, you can use 50% of your car's battery to heat the, the house overnight. And then as the sun comes up or the wind turbines kick in, then everything recharges during the day. So it's pretty clever. Um, as far as using it goes, yeah, my main problem with the Cybertruck is, is charging. I just love the fact that I can take the Ranger to uh, the fuel station three or four minutes. I've got another 550 miles in the tank. Um, whereas with the Cybertruck, it's, I believe, Tesla are pretty good. I think virtually every welcome break service station has at least three or four supercharges now, that's and uh, good. that's uh, I think about a 25 minute charge will give you 80%. So, uh, it would be pretty if I had a full charge leaving Edinburgh with one 25
0: minute stop, I could get to London.
1: So, it's getting better, but uh,
0: as, yeah, as I think it's about more, 250 miles I heard, on a tank. On the uh, on the mid-range car. I think that the the, the triple engine one um yes, I think can do about yeah. five hundred it reckons or four hundred. Um yeah. and the mid-range one's about two hundred and fifty.
1: Yeah, I, I the tri motor trimotor would be excellent. I have a feeling it's gonna be unbelievably expensive.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say unbelievably unreliable. <laughs> you know, it might just <laughs> like it might just die. Um because rem- remember Tesla's first car was a kind of sports car, right? No, it was that sports coupé thing. Um, it was. and then and then it kept running out of charge, and there were all sorts of things that happened um, when people uh, used it, and so on. It was quite funny, and they had it on top gear, and it broke down, and then the other one they had broke down, um, and so they weren't they weren't really that convinced. But obviously, it's come on a long way when they started producing Tesla threes, and now now you do see them, especially in Edinburgh and around the cities. There are yeah. quite a few people who have bought them, so they must have they must have quite a good production line um, of of selling them, and and you're saying because it doesn't have a normal dealership, does it? The dealership Tesla.
1: is uh, well. It's just in a. It's in a shopping street in Edinburgh. The dealership, um, alongside sort of Mulberry handbags and all the posh brands, uh, and the Tesla service centre is out at Newbridge. So it's just right. uh, just out there. So you get a service out there. There's also some superchargers out there. If you happen to be in Newbridge, uh, where you can get them all, all fixed up. But you can get t- test drives now from the Edinburgh dealer, and uh, Tesla is absolutely. They're so keen to get you in the car because if you get in the car, you're way more likely to buy it because you realize that it is the future. Um, You you know, you don't really want gears and things in the car. You know, once you get an electric motor, I I think everything else just seems a little bit, uh, a little bit old fashioned, to be honest.
0: Aye, aye. But, um, oh, it'll be something else to see it. You'll have to keep us updated um, as to when you get it, because it certainly sounds like quite a good, um, you know, an amazing machine uh, when you get that. I can't wait to see the Tesla pickup. Which Jonathan is going to get in about two years' time. So, to all our listeners from the car, sim, and race driver show, we want to know what is the worst car that you think is on sale in your home country? Um, in Britain, we think it's the Vauxhall Moka that is now dead, but there are plenty of other cars across Europe and across the globe that could probably compete with that. Jonathan, you've been, you have been across the globe. You must know of other cars that are pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah, but none are as bad as the Moka.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just the the woeful cynicism of it, and the, yeah. the pricing, the lack of effort, the mediocrity. I mean, it, you, you get in it, and you, it, okay, it works. It it just does nothing for you, does it? I mean, it's it, it, it it's it's so lacking inspiration. It's a lazy bit of design. It's so old. They haven't changed it all. You know, it, the back that big backside of it it just looks awful can't yeah. stand it i'm trying to think what other things i really don't like i know you don't The cars that are, are probably technically worse but they have some character to them or that i know you yeah. hate the chimney whatever but at least <laughs> it had character you know they're, they're kind of funny little things but the mocha it just it just didn't it, it, it was just cynical and
0: yeah but i can't it, believe it lasted that long because you sometimes you get a car that kind of it, it's hiding it's it's terrible kind of ways behind its badge or its grill. And with the new mocha especially, it kind of looked okay. It was, it was almost if you were if you were kind of thinking, maybe it's not that bad. Um, you no. know, when you looked at it, it was because it was, they modernized it a bit, but you just knew that underneath all of that, it was a really terrible car. Um and there was so much stuff that was basic. Pretty much, even a Renault capture um would have been more interesting. Mm. But yeah, it's maybe. it's, a, it's yeah. I mean there are three pretty bad cars, the current capture the Mocha, the the Eco Sport. <coughs> I think they are all cars that would, um you know, would be quite nice to get rid of and get something. I don't even mod- know
1: why they're so bad. I mean, it's something about that particular style of car that is terrible. I mean, I can't think of any. I mean, I suppose an Audi Q3, even the previous generation, that was pretty terrible. I mean, it wasn't a great car. No. Something about that small crossover which just yeah. seems to attracts mediocrity. And, you know, the, the manufacturers maybe just rushed them to market um, in the most cynical way possible and charge as much as they could. I suppose like yeah. the, the new T-Rock T and the T-Cross, they're maybe slightly better.
0: Yes, that's, like, I was going to say, that's what I just saw, the, the kind of polo version, isn't it? It's a kind of the really small, um, I think it is a T-Cross, isn't it? That's, <coughs> I saw one in Glasgow the other day, and I thought, what on earth is that? Because I thought it was a, a T-Cross at the start. And then when you when you come up to it, it's much smaller, um, but uh, it was in quite a reasonable spec, so it kind of looked okay. Um, but they are expensive for what you get, and you kind of yeah. think, is that is that oh, no, It's a lot of money. I don't mind the T Cross, to be fair. That in a nice spec is quite a good car. And similarly, they do an R version of that, which is supposed to be actually quite decent, quite fun, decent um, engine. I think it's a two-liter turbo or something. It's a, it's or one mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a, yeah yeah. I think it's about thirty or grand. Um, but I've seen a few about an auto trader and things, and it gets quite a good review. It does look quite good. They've managed to get the looks right, um, but it's a lot of money for a small car. But it <clears throat> it will probably hold onto its value quite well.
1: Yeah, it will. It, 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 it will do. I just I'm just fascinated about cars and the, the, the future of cars, and uh, I, I don't know. I I think they're becoming. <coughs> I mean, even Jeremy Clarks was talking about this, you know, you can't really enjoy cars or car shows anymore because they've become so uncool with the environmental movement. Millennials, yeah. or Gen Z, can't drive generally. So, so um, I mean, by, you know, uh, you know if i, I know if you just laugh at me so and said, but why do you to drive? By the time I can drive, um, they'll drive themselves. You know, <laughs> you know, you're just not interested at all. Whether yeah. it's in, in, in technology and computer games and coding and Technology than, than cars. I just don't know if people have the, the same sort of passion for them that, that we did in our day. Maybe some do, but uh, you know, all those that the, the touring cars, the rallying, they used to be yeah, real it, main, mainstream stuff. And now it gave kind of you inspiration.
0: You know, it was, it was fun. That's what you wanted. You wanted to drive it hard. So when you got into a car, uh, we need to somehow address that. I mean, I know we've got lots of sim racers and things like that that listen to the show, um, and uh, there's, a, there's there's news to come about that. Um, I'm going to be speaking to Josh Martin later on in, in the week um, regarding sim rigs, so I'll have lots of new information about that um, for next week's show. Um, but it's, it's, you know, you, you, you want to be excited about driving a car, there's nothing better than driving a real car you know but we need stuff that's more exciting and um, this is the thing with this hopefully after Brexit the environmentalist thing will I mean, kind of drop away a bit because there'll be no money for them anymore um, but uh, cause it's kind of, <laughs> it's really ruined ruined our all time of driving isn't it? Everything has to be done on economy um, you know when you can't drive fast or you know you can't accelerate that's why I mean I'm surprised how many kind of young drivers I end up overtaking now because you know before they would be the ones at the front you yeah, know kind of yeah, blocking yeah, yeah. you and carving you up and, you know, g- g- causing all sorts of issues. Now they drive really slowly and, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, almost like woke driving, um, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you want to get on, come on, show that you're a man, you know, it's just like get on and and, and have a proper, you show know, that and, you're a man, honestly, you know? <laughs> you're, you're going to get deplatformed,
1: that's crazy. You know? <laughs> no, there, there, there's so many um, yeah, groups that are against speed and in favour of road safety. You've got dash cams now, we never used to have that. You know, I mean, it, 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 youngsters now they need to have monitors in the car to make sure they don't brake too hard or accelerate too hard or go around corners too hard. If you think about the quality of the roads, the speed cameras, the average speed cameras, uh, the, the you know the, the general sort of everyone t- tutting anyone that goes slightly, you know, even slightly quickly on a sort of uh, a, a country road. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. I I don't own a car anymore. You know, so I, I first time in. 25 years or so that i haven't owned a car and uh, it, yeah i never thought that would happen so i sold my last car my vw up last week and uh i have an empty garage
0: my goodness that's so just your 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 um ranger then yeah
1: that's it just just a company car absolutely so i don't have a car at all oh, so, wow. um, and we- weirdly i don't miss them it's just terrible i'm not really the guy that should be on this show but but in a way that's why you you've got the sim side of it the simulator racing side of it i think the acceptable side of racing now is it is sim racing and it can be pretty compelling stuff
0: yeah yeah well i mean i I was thinking about it because when i watched the Blancpain championship back at Silverstone you know i mean this was a major race on a sunday and it wasn't particularly well attended. I mean it was busy, you know, the car parks and stuff. There was a lot of stuff going on in the markets and the and the marquees, you know, all the all the, the teams and so on. But in terms of spectators, I'm not sure how many there were. You know, it, it wasn't it was pretty empty. Um, it wasn't like the Grand Prix, which has a huge following. Um, you know, where the places are even some of the touring car events are are quite busy. But I think motor racing is not getting the turnout that they need. Um, and I think it's partly because it's quite expensive to do, you know, even to watch. It is quite a lot of money now. And, of course, the, the circuits need, um, you know, a decent amount of folk to turn up to kind of make it worthwhile. So I think they're going to really have to look at that because, you know, it, it's, it's going to be worth people's while coming out there and, and, and a reasonable entry fee, I think, makes all the difference. Because when we went to watch the, the testing in hereth, it was like €10 Euros to get a, a kind of privilege yeah. pass. And, I, and if they can do it for that, and that's Formula 1, then you know what, what what is the problem? Why is it, why are these other circuits charging so much? Um, you know I think it's keeping a lot of people away because it, it's a it's a great um, you know day of, of motor racing when you see all these different championships and different cars coming out and the noise and you know the Blancpain series is fantastic and really close and, and great racing and, and loud as well you know it, it's a proper proper racing series um, and uh, and the Formula Renault were incredibly close. And some, you know, not so much big accidents, but, you know, they were so close to it. It was quite a, you know, they absolutely go as hard as they can. So you want something that's, that's you know, I think that motor racing really needs to look at um, helping the fans actually make a bit more affordable, um, even just to watch it, because if that gets yeah. too expensive, it's, everyone's just going to go on the sims. I mean, now it's crazy. You're watching sim race live, you know, for like the, the, the championships for Gran Turismo or Formula One, and you're watching it on your TV. and It's not even real, <laughs> you know, as yeah. people sitting uh-huh. in the seats.
1: Well, the wheel Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I, I think, funny enough, I just renewed my, my own racing license last week. I almost didn't, but I, I thought I, I, I would just in case I get a chance to do some racing next year. Um, and the big letter that came with it from what well, used to be the MSA, uh, Motorsports uh, Association, now Motorsport UK, it's called. And the, the letter just said, by the way, motorsport is in crisis. It's too expensive. There's too many regulations. There's too many noise restrictions and council regulations to have tracks um the tires are too much the insurance is, is is prohibitive and they said it's in crisis and they listed a number of things that they're going to do to try and reduce the cost of it um yeah. for example when you get to 45 uh you've got to get very expensive medicals every year they're scrapping all that you don't need that you just need to get an, an eyesight test um and they so could and- be
0: ready to have a heart attack on the way <laughs> <laughs> you know? and what
1: What they've also got, which is quite interesting, was, well, they've got a bunch of sort of incentives. If you have a motor racing license, you get sort of discounts on tyres and various things. Um, But what they've also got is uh, now you can get a Spectators Motorsports UK. So you actually have a Spectators kind of license, almost. And that's, um, I don't know how much it is um, because I I didn't apply for it, but I, I guess it's like 10 or 15 quid. And with that, then I think they're going to try and give you discounted rates to get into circuits, discounted mm-hmm. rates to do various other things, and uh, also they try and encourage people to do um, be sort of marshals and things. Yeah, that there's that, a big need for that. Yeah, huge the, needs.
0: The, the,
1: the young the youngsters aren't doing it, and all the old guys. You know, if you look at marshals, they tend to be sort of in their sixties, uh, even. Seventies sometimes, and you know they're, they're they're too old to do it. You know, someone upside down in, in, in the car, and they're kind
0: of <laughs> they can't even make it there. They'll have a heart attack the me.
1: It, you exactly, know, <laughs> gonna, with the fire extinguisher. The meantime, the guys, you know, absolutely fried in his uh, <laughs> in his old car. But the 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 stuff that's doing well to me is it, it's kind of like Goodwood, you know, and the old cars. And why yeah. is that? It's because you can see the drivers, the cars slide around. They're not yeah. going that fast. They they sound good. And what good yeah. would do is, of course, they turn into a social event. So, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to... Be it's, like a it. it's, it's like it yeah. motor totally. a motor show. It's like an amazing motor
0: show. The best motor show. Yeah, The guys yeah.
1: will go there uh, to watch the racing. Uh, and There's lots of events maybe for men and women who aren't interested in racing. They can dress up in 1930s gear. Yeah, They've got champagne yeah. tents uh, and there. But, of course, that's not really... That's more of a social event, and I'm sure the people there, are, you know, the average salary is probably about seven hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, probably, it's not the same crowd that's going to go and see the uh, uh, the the Citroen Saxo racing at Knock Hill on a, a, a yeah. grubby November yeah, night. Yeah, November, uh, exactly.
0: Yeah, no, that's but, the thing, isn't it? But how how do you fix it? I, I I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but you know when you think about it, when you go to the Goodwood Festival of Speed as well it's not really that expensive of what you get. And kids get in for free if they're under 12. And I know a lot of motor racing events, they don't charge. Like the Grand Prix doesn't charge for under 12s. Um, and I think if it's over that, it's a, a, a slightly reduced rate. Um, but, you know, so it shows you it can be done because you get incredible value at, at Goodwood. I mean, it really is. I remember the days that we've been there and you go up like out onto the Bentley stand or the Audi stand or the Alfa Romeo stand and you look out over the view um, and you just think this is just car heaven you know I mean it's just got everything you could possibly imagine and more and um, on on that day you know and, and I think because they, they put everything into it and I think there's a bit lacking I mean I, I, what I would say is that at the Blancpain uh, series there was a lot of companies that had like simulators so you could have a go um, and things like that so it really was that was quite good and um, that made a bit of a difference but we need a lot more of that to get people more kind of participating and having fun. Yeah,
1: but ultimately, I, I find things like the the paint kind of boring, actually, or even things like Formula Renault. You know, unless you sort of know the characters involved, it, it is a bit dull. You know, the, I, I know it looks like they're going fast when you're in the car, but when you're watching it as a spectator, they don't look particularly fast. The circuits, there's nothing there. You've got a horrible little hot dog stand or a burger stand with some miserable guy selling it to you. <laughs> 10 quid, but it's good. Ones, you've got that beautiful, beautiful house, the racetrack, the glamour, the old yeah. cars, um, lots of stands and really kind of lovely sort of gourmet food around the place. Um, uh, that, that, that's where, that's where it is. And I, I think because you, the roads are so congested, there's too many people in the country, the, the onerous regulations, the fuel cost, uh, the speed cameras, the quality of the road services. I think people don't enjoy driving anymore. So, you don't feel inspired because we'd go and watch the rallying, and you'd almost want to make the car look like a rally car or if you watched a really good race on the F1 you'd <laughs> it was always dangerous to go driving after you watch F1 race because you were kind of in, in the zone you know you were driving <laughs> pretty hard but I just don't think that happens anymore it, yeah. it, uh, and I, 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 honestly I just don't know how you, you fix it other than making it social and expensive and uh, elite really uh, which is what Goodwood is isn't it it's an elite thing Blonk yeah. is an elite thing I mean that's not I can't race in the blunt pain. It would cost me probably 600,000 a year or something,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big championship. To be fair, there was a lot on offer that day. There was quite a lot to do. Um, and, and we got our food paid for because we, we, I won it by, um, from Renault. Um, so they gave us quite nice food in there and a nice buffet. and things. But of course, I was the only one really eating the buffet because all the others are all team members. So they have, you know, hardly any time. They have about half an hour to, <clears throat> and they can't even really eat all the steaks. And everything else that's on offer and um, so i was having a great time um, kind of like eating all the stuff on their on their on their on their offer bit um, um but yeah you no, it's it's certainly got a lot to do it'll be interesting to see how do they how how can they resurrect it because there's a lot of series apparently even apart from the touring cars that are struggling and uh, even across europe when you see Things like the Formula the W series, at the new Formula, you know, the women's series, there were reasonable crowds, to be fair, at some of the events. But I think they could do a lot more with that, and you know, they need to attach it to something bigger, um, maybe like a Formula One event. And that would be quite. I think you know, if you could get a, that Formula W race at one of the Formula One events, that would be that would really help to propel it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Formula W is that.
1: It's meant to be sort of putting women as being sort of equal to men in racing. but you know if you uh, when you look at the, the drivers on their social media, everything is a, they're all in swimsuits or you know posing, <laughs> posing around wearing no clothes. It does nothing for the reputation, I'm afraid of uh, female racing drivers you know It's like it's all meant to be about the driving and you know it's it, it's actually pretty shameful I think.
0: Well, I suppose there's a way of building up a, um, a following that's a bit that might get people turning up at the racetrack to watch them. But <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, the, 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 I'm afraid there's a reason that people would go to watch it. You know, and it's
0: ah, uh, it, bring amazing. back the old days of the '70s with James Hunt. You know, when they had all the poster girls and all this <laughs> Can stuff. You wasn't it?
1: I imagine James Hunt doing the, the grid walk for Formula W I mean, <laughs> Be like we're going to James James. Oh, cut. oh, no. yeah, yeah, they would have to blur everything out, but it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so wrong.
0: Oh, that was be... funny, though. Yeah, that was the thing. Well, on yeah. that note, we've been going for 50 minutes, but we've had a great conversation about cars, it's been funny, it's and been about funny. racing. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll speak to you in a few minutes afterwards. And um, but we'll end the, the live stream there on Podbeam with thanks to all our listeners on the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember, you can give us a like, you can share it out with your friends and subscribe and follow us as well. That would be absolutely fantastic. So remember our motto, drive fast and try not to crash. We'll see you soon. It's bye from me and bye from... Jonathan, good night. Hey, excellent. See you next week. Bye-bye. At cardioadvisor.co.uk... We can help you save thousands of pounds on your next new car or van. And we can also source second-hand cars as well. And we can save you money on car rental, whether it be in the UK or abroad. Just click our rental link on the website. And we'll give you a free gift if you trade in your car with way any car using our special website link. So go to the website now and see how much you can save. And it's back to the show. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to cardoadvisor.co.uk and you can see all the special offers that we have on the website. And remember, we have our YouTube channel, which is at Hugh And also, we have our podcast on Podbean, on iTunes, SoundCloud and Anchor FM. And if you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to our shows. Or you can donate every month for just a pound. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.